So as I mentioned a few moments ago, our reflection today uh, is going to be led by Reverend Peggy, and it's an idea that uh, I just had. I'm a big T.S. Eliot fan, and the journey of the Magi came to me, and since we have our resident English professor or teacher, <laughs> I thought it would be wonderful for her to read through it, and as well as actress, uh, and reflect on it. So, Reverend Peggy. Um, Greg and I love geeking out about this kind of stuff. <laughs> and when we can work it in to a way to share it with you, we like to do it. This is T.S. Eliot's Journey of the Magi, written in 1927. Old coming we had of it. Just the worst time of the year for a journey. Such a long journey. The ways deep and the weather sharp, the very dead of winter. The camels, galled, sore-footed, refractory, lying down in the melting snow. There were times we regretted the summer palaces on slopes, the terraces, silken girls bringing sherbet, then the camel men cursing and grumbling and running away, wanting their liquor and women night fires going out and the lack of shelters, and the cities hostile and the towns unfriendly, and the villages dirty and charging high prices. A hard time we had of it. At the end, we preferred to travel all night, sleeping in snatches, with the voices singing in our ears saying that this was all folly. Then at dawn we came down to a temperate valley, wet, below the snow line, smelling of vegetation, with a running stream and a water mill beating the darkness, and three trees on the low sky. And an old white horse galloped away in the meadow. Then we came to a tavern with vine leaves over the lintel. Six hands at an open door, dicing for pieces of silver and feet kicking the empty wineskins. There was no information, and so we continued and arrived at evening, not a moment too soon, finding the place. It was, you may say, satisfactory. All this was a long time ago, I remember, and I would do it again. But set down this, set down this. Were we led all that way for birth or death? There was a birth, certainly. We had evidence and no doubt. I have seen birth and death, but had thought they were different. This birth was hard and bitter agony for us, like death our death. We return to our places, these kingdoms, but no longer at ease here in the old dispensation with an alien people clutching their gods. I should be glad of another death. The opening quote there, beginning with the cold coming we had of it, 
It's actually from a 1622 Christmas Day sermon by Bishop Lancelot Andrews. In that whole first stanza, we see the very, very human details that I think Eliot used to make us relate to it. You know, we've all been on tough journeys. We've all had irritations and the griping and the complaining and things not going right when we travel. There were a lot of practical challenges. Stubborn camels, calcitrant camel men, the fires going out, no shelter, physical discomfort, it's cold, it's dirty, it's expensive. And all of those details are there but there's very little mention of the birth. It's just kind of glossed over. Even referring to it at the end there in line 20, that it was all folly. There's kind of a distinct shift in the second stanza. Came to a temperate valley, below the snow line, smelling of vegetation, growth, running stream, Three trees on the low sky, vine leaves over the lintel, pieces of silver, the empty wineskins. All these images in this stanza echo to me very greatly of different parts of Jesus' life. He describes himself as having living water. Three trees on the low sky. Calvary. Vine leaves over the lintel. Think of Passover and the blood on the doorposts. Jesus is the true vine. Pieces of silver. Yes, the wise men are digging in their pockets to try to get silver to pay for a room or get some food. Pieces of silver echoes Judas. And the empty wineskins. Can't put new wine in an old wine. And then at the end, whichever one of the Magi this is, Melchior, who was the oldest, it might be him. See him calling it all back to his mind, but now he's reflected on it for a long, long time. He tells us how he really feels all these years later. I would do it again go through all of that trial and tribulation, all that discomfort. The question in his mind is, the one thing he hangs on to, were we led all that way for the birth or death? I think the death that he realizes is the death to his old ways. Down around line 41, the old dispensation with an alien people clutching their gods. He doesn't share those beliefs any longer. The fact that he has witnessed the birth of this baby changes all that. And that's 
the experience he longs to have once again. Intensity of that first revelation. At the end of the poem, he says, I should be glad of another death. He would die for that experience again. See that baby. I think that's the difficulty that we all have with spiritual growth and change. When we come to believe things that mattered to us before aren't as important. All we can think about is that growth and that change what it means to us. Carry it with us the rest of our lives.